This is The Podlight, a podcast by San Jose Spotlight dedicated to independent political and business reporting. I'm your host, Editor Nick Preciado. On today's show, we're discussing local police and fire union opposition to a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for city employees, as well as a letter from the city manager that stirred up controversy related to police reform. At the end of the month, all San Jose public employees need to submit proof they're vaccinated for COVID-19. This includes members of the police and fire departments whose unions are opposed to the city's requirement. Joining me now to talk more about this is reporter Tron Nguyen. Hey, Tron. Hey, Nick. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, Tron, I know we touched on this a bit last week. Can you just give a brief overview of the city's vaccine mandate? Sure. So this is essentially phase two of the city's vaccine mandate. Um, it's effective immediately, and um, the deadline, and this applies to all city employees, including firefighters and police officers. Um, the new changes with this with this phase is that all employees will need to show proof of vaccination by September 30th. Um, previously, negative COVID tests, um, weekly COVID tests, um, have been allowed um, to be submitted in lieu of the proof of vaccination, um, but this will go away by September 30th. Um, workers can still request for medical or religious exemption, um, but those who refuse to um, comply or fail to um, ha- fail to have an exemption approved by this date um, could face punishment. Um, such as suspension and termination. Now, San Jose's police and firefighter unions, they're opposed to this vaccine mandate. Why are they against this requirement? For San Jose Firefighters Local 230, um, the president, Matt Turo, said that the union is encouraging all members to get vaccinated, but they felt that it should not be a mandate um, they're saying that nobody in the department and nobody in the city should be uh, terminated over the vaccine. Um, and they are pushing the city for um, to continue with, um, with the weekly testing uh, to be allowed um, in place of the vaccination proof. Um, with the police union, they also pushing for a similar. With the police union, they also pushing for a similar policy, um, where what they essentially do as um, vaccinate or accommodate, um, and this is still ongoing um, as these two unions are still in negotiation with the city. And what do we know about vaccination rates in the city's police and fire departments? Yeah, so we've been asking the city for this information for a couple of weeks. And finally, last week on Friday, um, they released some early data to us. Um, according to the city spokesperson, 89% of city workers are fully vaccinated as of last Friday. Um, and the city employs roughly 7,500 employees. For the police department, the city estimated that 82% of sworn officers are fully vaccinated as of Friday. And for the fire department, um, around 91% of San Jose Fire Department has been vaccinated. Okay. Now, I know there's some concern that police officers or firefighters could walk off the job if the city enforces this vaccine mandate at the end of the month. How likely is that to happen? 
So union leaders have said that this is a real concern um, for the fire department. Um, the union president said that the department really needs um, every firefighter um, to continue to work, um, not only to respond to emergency in the city, but also to respond to wildfires that's happening across the state. Um, in the past two months, um, the department has deployed more than 40 uh, firefighters um, from the San Jose Fire Department to different fire um, to help mitigate that issue. Um, on the police side, um, we have seen some news reports showing that um, a group of more than 100 police officers and other employees in the police department form um, a group on Telegram to oppose the vaccination mandate. The police union representative um, declined to say whether um, these threats are serious, but he said the department is already understaffed um, and any loss of police officers due to suspension or termination um, could result in a big blow to the department. And um, he also added that police officers um, are not easy to replace as it takes weeks, months, if not years, um, to hire and train new officers. San Jose Spotlight is a community-supported, nonprofit news organization fueled by readers and listeners like you. You can support our work by becoming a sustaining member with a monthly or annual donation on our website, sanjosespotlight.com. San Jose City Manager Jennifer McGuire stirred up controversy this week when she sent a letter to the chair of a city commission advising them not to take up police reform. McGuire told San Jose Spotlight that she wanted to let the commission know there's another group already going over policing issues, but that is not how local activists interpreted the letter. Joining me now to talk more about this is reporter Lloyd Alabon. Hey, Lloyd. Hi. So let's try to keep this simple. I know it's easy to get into the weeds on this. What commission did the city manager send this letter to and which group is already taking up the issue of police reform? Oh, yeah, definitely. The, uh, the names can get pretty confusing, too. So um, <laughs> uh, the city manager uh, sent a letter to the Charter Review Commission, uh, specifically to the, the commission's chair uh, on Friday. Charter Review Commission discusses uh, potential changes to the city charter, which is the set of laws the city is governed with. The group that has been tasked with taking up the issue of police reform is the Reimagining Public Safety Community Advisory Committee, which is uh, a separate 46-member committee made up of different nonprofit leaders from around the city and uh, different activists who are involved in police reform. Now, what's the issue here with keeping the Charter Review Commission from going over police reform? The issue is uh, from McGuire's letter is that there is a subcommittee uh, on the Charter Review Commission examining police issues that's been working with the advisory committee. Uh, one of the commissioners uh, on the Charter Review Commission, uh, Magnolia Siegel, said that she and the Charter Review Commission have been working uh, in tandem to address uh, policing issues in the city. And uh, she believed that there really wasn't any need to limit the discussion since um, that discussion has been going on and, and continues to go on. Right. And several members of this um, reimagining safety advisory committee, it's quite a mouth, mouthful, uh, se several members of the safety advisory committee spoke at the Charter Review Commission earlier this week. What did they have to say in regards to the city manager's letter? Yeah, uh, they were pretty angry that the 
committee wasn't consulted before uh, the city manager sent this out on a Friday uh, before the Charter Review Commission meeting on Monday. And uh, yeah, they were uh, angry that they weren't consulted and they felt that uh, the city manager was trying to limit their engagement around uh, policing. Uh, They've maintained that uh, more eyes on police reform uh, is actually a good thing. Uh, McGuire in her letter said that having too many organizations focus on police reform would be uh, confusing for some members of the public. And and that's, of course, something that the committee uh, didn't agree with and they didn't support. Right. And it also seems like in some way it might be a little confusing to McGuire too, given that this charter review subcommittee, they're already working with this safety advisory committee on policing issues. It just makes me wonder if she even knew that that was happening, or maybe she would have known had she talked to either the charter review commission or the uh, safety advisory committee. Now, can you explain the previous, perhaps ongoing conflict between the safety advisory committee and the city when it comes to police reform? Yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, so, uh, San Jose, like a lot of other cities uh, around the nation, uh, experienced protests around the uh, the the killing of George Floyd, uh, and uh, the city wanted to, uh, you know take those grievances um, to uh, a group. So they, they formed the Safety Advisory Committee in uh, September of last year uh, in the wake of those protests. And in, in April, uh, a few high-profile members from that committee resigned, uh, and they said that the group wasn't focusing on police reform uh, and instead it was focusing on other things. Uh, the city, however, uh, defended the process, saying that the group was still getting off the ground and was still trying to uh, d- determine what it was going to be talking about and aiming for. Uh, so the group reformed in June on, under a slightly uh, different name, and, and they're running into some of the same problems uh, like before, such as uh, issues about uh, dealing with uh, having a focus on police reform uh, as evidenced in, in this letter and in the controversy surrounding this letter. Yes, and I know some of the controversy too is also uh, regarding the police department's involvement in that safety advisory committee, which I know many of the members who quit that first uh, iteration of it uh, weren't fans of at all. Now, I'd like to touch on one last thing here. In your story this week, you spoke with Aaron Zizzer. Uh, that's the former independent police auditor for San Jose. What did he have to say about the city manager's letter and this whole issue of uh, different groups taking up police reform? Yeah, uh, Zizzer found it pretty unusual that uh, with all the activism and all the protests uh, and all the talk about police reform since last summer, uh, that has happened uh, after... Uh, the killing of George Floyd and uh, the Black Lives Matter protests that the the city would, in his eyes, try to limit engagement about police reform. Uh, and uh, he told us that he was also concerned that the city manager just, uh, totally skipped over the advisory committee when she sent the letter and didn't consult them at all and um, basically told them that uh, more more eyes on uh, police reform would be confusing to the public. 
That's it for this episode of The Podlight, a podcast produced by San Jose Spotlight, the city's first nonprofit news organization dedicated to independent reporting. I'm editor Nick Preciado. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank mm-hmm. you.